Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. Morning. How are we all today? Good. Right. Let me to introduce myself. My name is Pinos Brumley. I'm 17 and I live here and come to Assembly at Cisco, Texas with my family, and I love being here at Feast of Tabernacles. It's such a blessing to come together as family and friends, make new friends, and see old ones all for the glory of Yahweh and the spreading of his kingdom. Today, I'd like to start with a quick word of prayer, if you'll bow with me. Dear Father Yahweh, we just come before you today, praising you and thanking you for your goodness. I just ask that the words that I speak today are a blessing to your people. I just ask that the words are yours and not my own. I ask to be a messenger for for you and that everything that I say and do in this message will be of a blessing to you. I just ask this in your son Yeshua's name. Amen. Today, I would like to talk to you all about friends. Not being friendly as in you know, hi, nice to see you, but actually friends. First, we'll take a look and discover the Hebrew and Greek equivalent of friend, the literal, the literal English definition, and the similarities between the three. Then we'll take a look at the different levels of friendship. There's, there, are, there are four. Next, we'll determine the qualities of a good friend and then the qualities of a bad one. Finally, I'll show you you some ways to become a better friend. Let's get started. In the Strong's Dictionary, the Hebrew equivalent is found under H7453. It's pronounced reya or reja. It translates into an associate, more or less close. Brother, companion, fellow, friend, husband, Lover, neighbor, or another. The Greek is found under G5384. It's pronounced philos. Translates into properly dear, that is a friend, actively fond, that is friendly, still as a noun, an associate, neighbor, etc. Friend. The English translation say to friend as a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, normally outside family relationships. It doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be within your family, but most of the times it's outside. So as we can see, these three have some similarities. All three say that a friend is someone you spend time with. They all agree that at least you're at least fond of the person, not going to be a friend if, you're, if you don't even like the person. It's implied and stated in the English translation, as I have said before, that's not usually someone inside your biological family. Now let's look at those different levels of friendship. In Ken Davis's book, Fully Alive, which I highly recommend, he talks about four different types of friend. Firstly, there are acquaintances. They're the people whom you meet once, say, at the grocery store, the airport, or just places where you're generally generally likely to talk to someone out of necessity 
or by apparent accident. Think about all those people you've bumped into and had a nice chat because you were on the way to a place. Bump them, they accidentally drop something, and you're like, oh man, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's okay, mister. And you just set up a dialogue from there. Next, there's your casual friend. These people are the ones who you can talk to. These are the ones you see at work, the barbershop or at church. Normally, you have one or two conversations about normal things, weather, movies, music, politics, etc. Try not to talk about some of those harder topics, like spiritual things and such, unless you or, the person or your friend had, has the need to. It's about 50-50 on whether they'll move on to the next stage or you will get closer, where you will get closer. Then you have your close friends. They're the ones you can talk about serious things, that you share some secrets you wouldn't share with anyone except maybe your family, your mother, your dad, your siblings. You feel like you can trust them to a certain extent. You might or might not, they might or might not confront you if you they feel as if they must. Finally, you have your intimate friends. You trust them with everything about yourself. There are no boundaries between you or them, typically. You know they'll have your back, and you will have theirs. If you're doing something wrong, they'll be the ones to tell you, even if you do not want to hear it at the time. Usually they are your spouse, your family, or a, or a childhood friend that you've who's been with you through thick and thin. So here's a little activity. I want you to take a minute, get out your phone, look at the six, first six names from your contact list, and put each name mentally into the, put each name into the friend category you feel they fit in mentally. Unless all of your first, closest first friends' names start with A, you'll probably find that most end up in the acquaintance or casual friend category. Just take a minute, let you find the ones under B, C, and D. <laughs> okay. Set that aside, and we'll come back to those phones in a little bit. Now we'll shift gears a little bit, and let's figure out the qualities of a good friend and a bad friend my trusty board that Keith so helpfully put up for me. I'll write the qualities I've found on one side of the board of a good friend first. Understanding. You want to be understood by your friend because you want them to know how you feel and relate to how you're feeling without judgment. Next, you have morality. Not sure about you, but I like somebody who has good convictions and is firm in those convictions. Relatable. People will naturally, I don't know if I'm spelling this right, um, 
people will naturally gravitate towards others who are similar in one way or another to themselves. If you have similar interests, you tend to gravitate towards them more than somebody who doesn't like sushi. Um, <laughs> uh, emotionally sensitive. We all have emotions. We all deal with them in different ways, but we want our friends to understand how we're feeling and in some cases share those feelings with each other. Now this one is optional, but sense of humor. We want to laugh and have a good time with our friends. <laughs> you might not know it, but if you've ever met someone with a dry sense of humor, unless you also have a dry sense of humor, it gets pretty awkward pretty fast. <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't get it. <laughs> that, one, that friendship will last about five seconds. Um, most of the time. Responsible. You want to know that you can count on your friend to be there when you need him or her. You don't want them leaving you high and dry in your time of need or when you need somebody to pick you up. Humble. Humility is a virtue and most people like most people will gravitate more towards a humble person than somebody who's boastful. Most people don't really like it when somebody is being prideful or boastful. If you're like me, you tend to slowly walk away when that starts happening. Slowly back out. A good listener. You want to tell your friend about your troubles, but more importantly, you want them to listen. You don't want them to... You want them to understand what you're going through, relate to it, and actually care. Sometimes all you need is to be heard. Serious conversation. This can, this sort of kind of previous, it, this, pre, this connects to the previous one in my opinion. Sorry, I wrote a V in 7R. Siri. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I can't spell right today. Okay. It's probably not right either, but it's kind of ties into previous quality. We want to talk about matters that are serious to you or your friend in one way or another. It shows care. From the other person. And everybody has that deep, deep sense, that deep desire to, act, to actually have someone care about you. Adversity companion ties into the, uh, where was it? This ties into responsibility. You want them to be with you in those hard times. 
You will always want a friend there next to you when, you're, when the going gets rough, even if not at that moment. If you, you might not, if you're experiencing negative emotions, you might push back, but a true friend will be there when he needs you. And when, when a true friend does that, there's usually a sense of relief because they're sharing the burden with you. Honest. You want them to be honest with you. If they're lying every other sentence, that will damage, that will damage a, a friendship quicker than you can say, hey. Because even a small lie will start to break a friendship really fast. And if they're not honest, they're probably actually not your friends. And the last one, forgiving. We've all messed up. Every last one of us, in one way or another, to our friends and our family. Most, if it, but if that person is a true friend, he or she will be there for you and be ready to forgive. Maybe not forget, but forgive. I may be missing a few qualities, but these are the big ones for me. Now let's take a moment and think about all these qualities. If you're honest with yourself, you know that you aren't the best of all of these. You've messed up on any number of these at one time or another. But that's okay. You just need to work at it and practice. Let's take a look at some verses that support these qualities. You can pull out your Bible, your Bible app, or you can just listen. In Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 18, 24 says, A man that has friends must show himself as friendly, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. All these verses and more point to the fact that a good friend cares to the point to which that person would be willing to die for you, making Yeshua the, mo the best friend you could ever have. And if that person feels that way, if you're a good friend, you'll feel that way too. Now, I shall switch to black because we are going to get into the ugly. Qualities of a bad friend. At one, point of well, at one point or another, most of us have displayed one or more of the following qualities in some way in our friendships. Be honest with yourself as I write them down. Okay, we're swapping back to blue because I cannot see the black. Judgmental. Troublemaker. Rule breaker, 
irresponsible, proud, spiteful, opinionated, rude, abandoner, doesn't care what you want, uses you, or user. Gossiper and mean. If any of these bad qualities describe the regular character shown by a friend, then it's time to do something about it. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. A lot of times we hear this verse, but don't actually listen to it. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. We say, well, he or she isn't that bad of an influence. But all it is is we just don't want to say goodbye to that friend. We don't want to have to say it because it's hard and uncomfortable. I'm sorry. That's just what you, that's just something we all have to do at some point in our lives. But it's okay to say goodbye if we need to. It doesn't mean stop caring for that person or go around saying that that person is not good. All means is that you have to step away from that person so he or she doesn't make you turn from your walk towards Yahweh. Yahweh wants to be your friend too. And if it's a choice between an earthly friend and a human friend, the right choice is the heavenly friend, the heavenly father. And you don't even necessarily need to fully say goodbye. You could send a text. Hey, I've been praying for you. I hope you're doing well and that Yahweh brings you closer to himself. You can call them. You can shoot them an email. You could even write a letter. If that person doesn't respond or responds with a hateful reply, at least you tried to reach out to that person. Bottom line, if that friend is being a bad influence, stop bringing his or her influence in your life but try to never stop being a good influence in that person's life. Eventually, you might end up being surprised by the person's response. Now, all that being said, take another look at the good and bad qualities. How many good ones could you work on? Perfectly honest with yourself. How many bad ones should you try to fix? Have you noticed people saying that goodbye speech to you? If so, here are some things that you can do to fix these attributes and become a better friend. Stop being judgy. Sometimes you're being a little too critical. Now, sometimes you should tell somebody that they're doing wrong, but only if it's actually biblically, wrong, biblically or morally wrong. Don't. Don't be opinionated in trying to stop being judgy. Be more honest. People will like you and hang out with you more if you're not lying most of the time. Lies will damage all friendships. Doesn't mean tell them every little detail about your entire life, because at some point they're just going to stop listening because they don't care what you did three seconds ago if you just say that over and over again. And but just say the truth. Seek out Yahweh's help. If you're having trouble being a better friend, go to your tent, your RV, or house. Read your Bible and pray about it. 
on a side note, Walker did a great message about prayer in the second service of Day of Atonement. If you pray about it and you earnestly seek Yahweh's help, he will find a way and make a way to help you one way or another. Seek help from your elders or people of high stature. Nine times out of ten, if you ask one of these people, they'll be more than willing to help you with your problems. Just come with a smile and a positive attitude. And maybe some candy. Um, <laughs> spend less time on social media and more time being a friend in person. Remember that what's on social media is usually all good stuff. They don't normally show the bad. To be a real friend, you actually need to be there for the good and the bad. Be yourself. Of course, you're not going to be friends with everyone. That's a, that's a, I'm looking for the word. I'm sorry. That's, that's a goal you shouldn't be reaching for. But people should like you for you just being you. And yes, that was a quote from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> but in all honesty, those who are actually going to be your friends will like you for you just being you. Now, I'm going to close now with two challenges for you all. One, when you leave this Feast of Tabernacles and get back to your own assemblies, apply what you learned, if you learned anything, here to your friend circles and make at least one new friend for every month for 12 months. Two, get your phones back out and text all your friends and family, Happy Feast of Tabernacles, hashtag friend of Yahweh. I want to thank the elders and Keith for letting me get up here and speak. Thank you for your time. Let's close out with a word of prayer. Dear Father Yahweh, I just ask that you bless us all and help us be better friends to everyone around us, that if, if we are being the bad friend, that we change our ways and look towards you and to your example. I just ask that you help everyone who needs your help in this, in being a good friend. I just ask that you bless this whole congregation that we have a great rest of feast. I ask this all in your son Yeshua's name, amen.